Hey everyone, Gil Gross here, and it is time for a preview of the 2022 Australian Open men's final between Daniil Medvedev and Rafael Nadal. Nadal seeks his 21st major title to pass Djokovic and Federer and his second Australian Open title, which he says is actually more important to him. Given his history at this tournament, after winning in 2009, he is 0-4 in his four finals since then, and he's had a lot of bad luck with injury at this event, especially when you add in the context that he's coming off a long and scary injury layoff. Rafa's not taking anything for granted right now, and it would mean so much to him and his career to win this title at this stage. For Daniil Medvedev, this is a chance for a statement. He just beat Novak Djokovic in a major final. Now he can beat Rafael Nadal in a major final and do it back-to-back and become world number one. We went such a long time without a young player or a younger player beating a member of the big three in a major final. I mean, we went a long time without that happening. Uh, So for Medvedev to do it two times in a row would definitely be a message, especially doing it to become world number one. If you're new to the channel, welcome. What I do here is I make an argument for both players. I discuss their paths to victory. And at the end, I make a prediction. I want to start with the higher-ranked player, as I usually do, Daniil Medvedev. And I think the advantage for him starts with what's been the advantage for him against everyone. It's an advantage for him in the vast majority of the matches he plays, which is returns in play. The way he serves and the way he returns, it's very often where he has his opposition beat in both categories, better in both categories. Now, in this case, I do think Nadal can return right up there with Medvedev for the most part. Uh, But obviously Medvedev's serve is quite a bit bigger than Nadal's. Um, I think Rafa is, has relied on his first serve a lot in this event. If you look at what he had to do, what he did against Denis Shapovalov in the fifth set when he was very tired and Denis had won two sets in a row, it was really Nadal's serve that was his best weapon in that fifth set. In the fourth set against Matteo Berrettini, when Matteo had really all the momentum in the early stages of the fourth set, Nadal's serve really took the wind out of Berrettini's sails, and I think it really changed the match and gave Nadal uh, a great a great chance at winning that fourth set, which he ultimately did. Then if you go back to the Manorino match, I mean, Nadal, I think, served over 15 aces. So the first serve has been huge for Nadal. It's It's been a major weapon for him. But I think what we're going to see in this match is he's going to have to rely on other things. I don't think the first serve is going to be coming through for Rafa with regularity against Medvedev's serve because, let's face it, Stefano Tsitsipas's serve didn't really do that for him. If you look at the number, 74% of Stefano Tsitsipas serves came back in play in the semifinal. 74%. Tsitsipas averages... Six, seven miles per hour, if I'm being generous, than five miles per hour quicker on the first serve 
than Nadal, and they both hit their spots pretty well, so I don't think that that really is, makes up the difference. Tsitsipas isn't serving to the middle of the box, and, and neither is Nadal, but I mean, there is a big difference. Tsitsipas serves bigger than Rafa by a, a somewhat significant margin, and Medvedev is putting 74% back, you have to think he's going to do something similar against Nadal. So I just, I don't feel like Rafa can rely on getting a lot of cheap free points. I feel like Medvedev can. Uh, I just, I don't think there's really a returner in the world on this court, which has been playing so quick, so server-friendly. If Medvedev hits his spot the way he, as big as he's serving, it's just not coming back. He's he's in that zone right now. He's on that echelon of serving. I think he's serving even bigger at this event than than he has traditionally. I haven't dug into the numbers there, but I, I just think we are going to see a similar dynamic where more Nadal serves are coming back into the court than Medvedev serves. However... If you're looking at the points zero through four shots, the first strike could make up for that. I've talked about this with many Medvedev matches, including the Tsitsipas matchup. And Nadal's forehand, his first forehand, is more damaging than Medvedev's as a shot. So maybe Nadal could make up for it. My feeling, my prediction would be that it doesn't. I think that Medvedev gets so much depth on his returns that we've seen him neutralize a lot of the best serve plus one players in that sense where the the depth the depth neutralizes the attackability of that first ball. So it's not that I really think Nadal's going to be hitting backhands after his serve. I think he's going to be hitting a high percent forehands after the serve or off of the serve on the first ball. I just don't know how attackable those forehands are going to be down to the Medvedev depth of return. So I do favor Medvedev in the zero through four points. I think there's a serve return edge, and I just don't think the Nadal forehand is quite enough to get through the finish line. Although I will talk about some things that Nadal will do to, to win the short points in a moment. The second thing is that Medvedev's legs are looking stronger than me. He's running incredibly well. He's not slowing down at the tail end of long points. His shot selection is pretty much not going anywhere, regardless of how long the rallies are going. He's able to really recover and play the next couple points well, even after lung-busting points. I just was really impressed with his physicality. Coming off a five-setter, uh, mind you, against Felix. I was impressed with his physicality in, in both matches, in the quarterfinal against FAA and the semifinal against Tsitsipas. And Nadal, on the other hand, is somewhat hard to gauge because he hasn't really played a shot-tolerance player since Manorino, who I think did play that game in the first set, and it was a good, you know, competitive first set, but those points were even short too. I think we're going to see more long points um, on Nadal's service games, and I'm very curious to see how those are going to go. Ultimately, I don't really know what Nadal's shot tolerance looks like as a whole, but I will say his energy level throughout the match is probably the only thing that Nadal has shown in the last couple matches that has looked a little bit vulnerable. Nadal has had dips in intensity and physicality in 
all of the last couple matches he's played against Manorino. He came out and he was kind of slow at the beginning of the match, first 30 minutes. Then against Shapovalov, it was the heat, and I, I I can give him a pass. I don't know the science behind heat strokes, so I can give him a pass for that. I don't know if it's brought on by uh, what it's brought on by. It might just be bad luck, and it can happen to anyone on any day. Uh, so forget that. But uh, against Berrettini, again, I thought in the third set and the start of the fourth, there was a little bit of an intensity drop. So you don't love to see that deep into a major, and I just think Medvedev's legs are likely stronger at this point in time. And from a short-term cardio endurance perspective, from a long-term cardio endurance perspective, I think that's an advantage for Medvedev. And obviously that gets into who is going to be winning the longer subset of points, the the rallies that go five or more shots. And more importantly, I think in this case, the nine plus rallies is what to keep an eye on. And I think Medvedev should feel like he has a fitness edge in, in those kinds of points. And he's been hanging incredibly tough. I'm very excited to see what Nadal does when he's uh, when his cardio is pushed because we haven't really seen that in this match. Again, points were very short in the Berrettini match, very short in the Shapovalov match, and moderately short in the Manorino match. Uh, you know that there's going to be some longer points in this one. Uh, with that, let's get to Rafael Nadal's advantages. Theoretically, Nadal's defensive capability and speed should be a major factor. And if this match was being played in Rafa Nadal's prime, I would probably make that my number one advan my number one key for Nadal because I, I really think that Medvedev can be affected and bothered by players who get the, those extra balls back and especially players who are really good at defending with continental grip, which Nadal's excellent at. Um because the continental grip defense, it takes the, all the pace away from the ball, and it really forces Medvedev to generate. And again, Daniil just has a little bit of a power deficiency off the ground. Now, these quick courts are going to hide that weakness somewhat well. But you still saw it, I think, especially on the first forehands off of some of these returns. I've still been seeing a lot of forehand errors for Medvedev trying to force the issue. And if Nadal can shrink the court, he's still so talented with his racket defensively. What kind of speed and court coverage does he have? And is Medvedev going to be able to get through the court? You really don't know that thing, those things for sure until you see them play out, until you see how... How quick will the courts play at night with the temperature? The courts do slow down, but it'll be interesting to see uh, if Nadal's defense is able to bother Medvedev. Because again, if, if this were prime speed Nadal, I think it would be a, a nightmare for Medvedev to try to to hit through him and, and really kind of get anything easy beyond his serve. Um. Nadal's going to reach into the tool shed here. Nadal has every shot in the book, a ton of variety, and you know he's going to be doing certain things that he finds are effective in this specific matchup. One of those things that I think we'll see is, if you remember the key to Nadal's win against Medvedev 
um, in the U.S. Open final in 2019, which I can't believe I haven't mentioned until now. But I, you know, I don't know. There's not, there's, I guess there's not that much about that match that I really want to discuss here, except I will mention one thing in a second. I just thought of something. But anyway, in that match, if uh, Nadal's slice really bothered Medvedev, and in the game that Nadal broke in the fifth set, it, it was pretty much all Nadal's slice leading to Medvedev errors. That was like the whole game. Um, and some of those were defensive slices, as I, as I just mentioned. I think Nadal's going to slice down the line. And if he slices down the line, I actually think he's going to get balls on his forehand rather consistently. That's going to be, I think, a great pattern for Rafa, that slice down the line, because then Medvedev's going to hit backhands cross-court for the most part. Nadal's going to have have a look at uh, potentially some uh, attacking forehands down the line off of that shot. Uh, I think we'll see serve and volley. We saw Tsitsipas use it. We saw Felix use it. And that's the trade-off that, that Medvedev makes tactically by moving back. You know, when I talk about Medvedev's going to get all these returns in play, well, what he sacrifices is court position in order to get these returns in play. And Nadal's definitely going to take advantage of that, especially on the ad side. Now, a slight detail, and, and let's see what Nadal's efficiency is. I think that it's better to be a righty if you want to serve and volley wide against Medvedev. I think his backhand return against the serve and volley is a little bit better than the forehand return. So I think the forehand just doesn't go down the line as well. The backhand goes down the line very well. In fact, Medvedev won a uh, set point against Nadal in the 2019 U.S. Open with a backhand return down the line winner off of a Nadal serve and volley. With that being said, that was a winning play for Nadal in that match. And I expect it to be a winning play for him again in this one. But let's see if he pulls it out in the key moments and let's see if it works in the key moments. But certainly we're going to see serve and volley from Nadal. I think we'll see a lot of net rushing in general. Rafa would be very wise to take a page out of Tsitsipas's book and follow his first forehand into the net. Don't allow Medvedev to dig back into the rally and recover his court position. And I think we'll see Nadal hit a lot of serves and first ball approach shots. Lastly, I think we're going to see a lot of serves and first ball drop shots. So when it comes to, to court craft, I think Nadal has an edge here. And if if the returns come in play, if he gives himself a chance to get past that initial serve return and he has his legs consistently throughout the match the whole time, I think there's plenty of reason to think that that Nadal um, could come through here. In conclusion, oh, let me let me say one thing about the uh, the U.S. Open match. They went to net a ton in that match. I think that was mostly because of the slow conditions. I don't expect to see as much net rushing as we did in that 2019 final where neither player could hit through each other. It was like just, it was nighttime. It was the slow version of New York. They've sped up the courts since then. And the the players just couldn't hit a winner from the baseline. So they had to come forward and finish points. I don't think we'll see that again. Anyway, in conclusion, um, the way Medvedev is serving and returning I can't really see him losing the short point dynamic. And these courts have really increased the frequency 
of those zero through four shot rallies. Nadal has more tools than Medvedev in rallies, but fitness is key here. And if Medvedev has more sustained shot tolerance and energy, it's really hard to see Medvedev, at least towards the end of the match, not beginning to win the rallies and not to see the physicality that Medvedev brings to these matches taking a toll on Nadal. If I were more confident in Nadal's physicality, this would be a much tougher pick. But my head says Medvedev in four. I'm going to give Nadal an extra set based on effort and problem solving. Effort and problem solving, just Nadal being Nadal. I'm going to give him an extra set. So, And, and that worked out for me in the Chapo prediction when I was kind of feeling Chapo in five. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give Nadal the extra set. He's Rafael Nadal. And, and that was the right decision. So I'm doing that again. Official prediction um, would be Daniil Medvedev in five. Enjoy the match, everyone. Should be a good one. There will not be an immediate post-match video, but uh, I will, of course, have a very in-depth Monday match analysis for you, which should release um, at some point late on Sunday. So, again, hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New New episodes of Fly on the Wallin' drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallin' wherever you get your podcasts.